Do you have a tricky work problem that you need to solve? I have a great podcast recommendation for you featuring a pair of expert women. Whether you're just starting your career or a seasoned professional, check out Fixable, a podcast from TED. Hosted by Harvard professor Frances Fry and her wife, leadership coach Ann Morris, the brilliant duo provide honest, actionable advice to help you navigate everything from a gaslighting manager to returning to work after parental leave. They'll leave you feeling empowered and ready to act. Listen to Fixable wherever you get your podcasts. As a quick trigger warning, today's episode does touch lightly upon dietary restrictions that some might find triggering. Tis the season for quality time with family and friends, but between holiday travel, shopping, and oodles of FaceTime with family, it can be a stressful time of year, too, if we're being honest. And listen, while I absolutely love that my family's holiday traditions tend to center around delicious, decadent food... I am not such a big fan of the sedentary nature that comes with so much celebrating. But with a little bit of foresight, we all can have a healthier holiday season. So here's what I'm doing this year to have happy, healthier holidays. Number one, schedule outdoor family fun. This is a great time of year to sign up for family fun runs and 5K races. In fact, there's a hugely popular turkey trot race near my hometown in Manchester, Connecticut that I unfortunately missed out on this year because Brad and I hosted our first Thanksgiving for a change. But it's always such a fun and feel-good way to start off your holiday. If running's not for you, I also like to find a nice spot for a family hike on holidays, especially on those days that end with hours and hours of eating amazing food. I feel so much better indulging when I know I've really worked up an appetite and can lounge without feeling like I've been lethargic all day long. It might be as simple as getting outside to toss a frisbee or football with family members, an intergenerational form of fun you'll often see us partake in when I'm home for the holidays myself. And if you're in a snowy climate, making a snowman or going sledding gets you up and out and moving just the same. Even just taking a walk around the block with the dogs is better than nothing and will get your body moving and provide some quality time for connecting with loved ones. Number two, move before meals. Even if you can't seem to rally the troops and get your family members on board for some outdoor fun, I always try to give myself time to move my body before big meals. I have to remind myself that my hyperactive nature means I crave the stress-busting benefits of fitness more than some of my family members do, and giving myself permission to sneak away for a quick jog or a fitness class isn't rude. I'm not breaking from the pack or abandoning family time. I'm ensuring that I can show up as my best, most patient and kind version of myself, which we all aspire to during the holidays, right? Now, while carving out solo exercise time when I'm home for the holidays isn't easy when your family's got a pack mentality like mine does, it is a form of self-care. And I've realized over the years that martyring myself to be with my family 24-7 when I'm home for a few days or even up to a week can set me up to explode (laughs) like a stress-filled ticking time bomb. I'm just trying to keep it real with y'all. 
I'm a woman who needs some exercise in my life or I'm going to get stressed out. For me, even a quick 20-minute sweat session and I've worked up a big appetite, revved up my metabolism, and can now benefit from the mind-clearing calm that I need before a big family feast. Step three for me is to always get in on the greens. While I'm not one to dish out dietary advice, holiday meals are so delightfully decadent that it's easy to overdo it. This is especially true in my mom's house where delicious, rich food is part of our family values. But poor Brad, who is more of a daily PB&J kind of simple eater, was once home with me for a week of my mom's cooking and ended up waking up in the middle of the night with stabbing back pain coming from his very overwhelmed gallbladder. That was like the biggest wake-up call to remind me of just how rich my mom's food is. And his body was just not used to that amount of buttery goodness. (laughs) So for me, my rule of thumb is to just be mindful about always having something green on my plate. And no, that jello casserole thingy does not count. Whether it's something fresh like a salad, or even if it's a more decadent take on vegetables like green bean casserole, making sure that somewhere on my plate veggies are in the mix can help me from feeling completely weighed down by those delicious fried latkes or Christmas ham and decadent desserts that come with all kinds of family celebrating. And my final piece of advice, don't set big new health goals at this time of year. The key for me is to not overdo it with any kind of restrictive eating or lofty new health goals during the holidays especially. For me, food, friends, and family are what the season is all about, not calorie counting. Instead of setting yourself up with a restrictive diet, just aim to maintain something close to your usual health and exercise regimen. After all, plenty of research shows that The sensation of deprivation ultimately leads to major rebounding. So lower the bar. Don't set crazy ambitious new fitness goals or dietary restrictions during the holidays especially. Save that ish for the new year. Just give yourself permission to indulge during this festive time of year so you don't feel like you're missing out. Because personally, depriving myself while sitting down in front of an amazing spread of holiday delights sounds like the worst way to spend the holidays. So what are your tips and tricks for having a healthier holiday season? I'd love to hear from you in the comments section at bossedup.org. And however you choose to spend your holiday season this year, cheers to a happy and healthy holiday season for you and your loved ones. Let's face it, speaking up at work can be really hard to do, especially for women and women of color. When the stakes are high and you've already worked so hard to just be the only woman in the room and you want to get everything right, you want to have all your facts and figures accurate before making your voice heard, it's just so much easier to stay silent instead. Researcher Deb Jahansky calls this loss of voice phenomenon. And 
it actually emerges in adolescent women at greater rates than men. And it sticks with us for the rest of our lives. Self-silencing behavior can actually become an unconscious habit unless we consciously engage in practicing our assertive communication skills. And we here at Bossed Up have set out to help women like you do just that. Speak Up, my live assertive communication course is back open for enrollment, and we're kicking off a new cohort launching this June. Over the course of eight life-changing weeks, you'll have access to interactive online curriculum and live weekly practice sessions where you, Irene and I, and a cohort of fellow Speak Up bosses who are owning their voice, overcoming the social messages that have taught us to keep silent, and really learning to strategically and assertively communicate when it matters most, we'll actually have the practice time to rewire our brains, create new neural pathways, and build better habits when it comes to speaking up with confidence and precision and assertively communicating in the workplace. Learn more and enroll today to secure your spot at bossedup.org speakup. That's bossedup.org speakup.